Welcome to the first episode of Noise Violation Podcast. With me, your host, Noise Violation, I want to thank my special guest for being here. He is an inspirational rapper. He's done many charity events and has raised thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to cure a disease called muscular dystrophy. And so he has been uh, leading the cause and leading the fight against this disease because he knows how it affects people because he himself has been diagnosed. And so let me welcome Ryan Wheels. <laughs> hey, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks oh, yeah, for, thanks for having me. Thanks, thanks for being my <laughs> guinea pig to yeah. you know, start my guys, podcasting we, career. <laughs> yeah, okay. Got to get you jump started real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I appreciate you, you know, and having me here for the first time. Your first podcast for noise violation, you know. I appreciate that. It's a big deal, man. You're going to be the first. So this is the start of the explosion that's going to be the the podcast. That's That's exciting. That's going to come after this. I know you do even do your own show called the ryan wheels show ryan wheels show yeah wheels with a z so how how long have you been doing that show um just started maybe about nine months ago yeah so i have about like 55 shows and they range anywhere between 13 minutes and my longest one is like 50 something minutes long almost an hour (laughs) oh yeah so after y'all listen to this, I would suggest going to checking that out because your messages, all your songs, messages, everything's very inspirational because, you know, it's it'd be easy for you to be upset or um, mad at the world, but somehow you always stay positive and you're always fighting and you're always mm-hmm. contributing and giving all you got is like you're 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 really an inspiration and so i, I appreciate everything that you're doing and everything that you've done oh, yeah i appreciate it yeah i was always that positive it took you know the time to get there yeah so tell us about like um you didn't always you weren't always like this no not always positive yeah not, I, I even to, not the attitude but like the you know you got a trach in you oh, yeah. you're in a wheelchair life is definitely changed like how what were you like as a kid like i well, I know you i know you but like yeah for for everyone else like watching that doesn't know you like describe like kind of where it all began and um, okay. like yeah for me yeah. i was a average kid you know getting into trouble Having fun is doing everything kids do. Get in trouble all the time, but right. So when you're when you're real little, it's like you didn't know. I didn't know what was going on in my body at the time. Uh-huh. Now to me, I felt normal. Yeah. Right up until like 
when were you diagnosed or when did you know something was wrong? Well, I never knew anything was wrong, but my mom and Aunt Laura, they took me to McDonald's playground one day and, you know, all the kids were passing me up, climbing faster than me and I was just struggling to climb at all to get up there. So my Aunt Laura was like, look at Ryan, um, he's having so much trouble getting up um, the stairs and stuff. And they're like, um, we have to take him to get checked out and see what's going on. And, mm -hmm. you know, at first. And how old were you? I was four years old, but at first they didn't diagnose me with this shit. They just were trying to play it off as something else, not as severe, but then. You know, it came to a point where my mom just kept at it, trying to figure out what's going on, and went to Scottish Rites in Dallas, and that's where they took a muscle biopsy of my muscle, and mm -hmm. that's when I found I had muscular dystrophy and shin. So. And can you explain uh, what what that is? Like, what, yeah, what's so going on with your body? And well, basically, we're missing the biggest protein gene your body to stroke in and we're not getting it so it, our muscles are just deteriorating slowly mm -hmm. and there is no cure right now and there's a lot of kids you know that struggle with it a lot of them don't even make it to their 20s and do you know the odds of like what one in like five yeah one in like 3900 boys Worldwide or more with it. 3,900? Yeah. That seems like a lot. Yeah, it's starting to grow a lot more, but, yeah. you know, we're starting to live a lot longer with the treatments, the advances that they're having. So yeah. that's a good thing. We're now at least ranging and making it to like 30. But, you know, that's with getting the right care. And there's a lot of kids out there that don't get the right care so they don't live as long. All right, yeah. So I've seen you got nurses and all around the clock. It's a full yeah, time. thanks to my mom. You know, she started young. Once she found out I had the disease, she started yeah. trying to get me on all the insurances. Yeah, so you're four. You, you found out that you have it. Yeah. Um, I mean, up until then, you're you're still walking around. Oh yeah, like normal, but normal. You know, when I got to about age seven, that's when it really started affecting me a lot. So one day, my mom, you know, asked, "Hey, you want to walk today?" I'm like, "No, I'm gonna stay in my chair." And ever since that day, I've been in a wheelchair, and now I'm 28. So. Wow! So you remember the days. You stopped walking. Yeah, I remember one time I was in the lunch line and you know, I was walking still at that time. It was elementary, I was going down the lunch line and you know how they have the tray that goes on the bars? Yeah. Well, I was going down there and then my arm went in between the bars and I tripped and oh, broke my arm right in half. So ever since then, I'm like, I don't wanna walk no more. Too yeah. dangerous, you know. Mm -hmm. And when I was younger, they wanted me to wear a helmet everywhere I went. <laughs> oh man! So you ain't wearing no helmet. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a few scars from not wearing a helmet, but you know, 
It only made me smarter. Yeah. Yeah. So when when did you get in the wheelchair? How old it was eighty seven. It was a manual chair at first, but then we got to a point where I wanted a vector wheelchair, and they right. they don't teach kids how to drive and things. They huh. they just say like, here you go, that's it. You got to learn on your own. And mm-hmm. um, my house at the time was had a lot of holes in the walls and. For me running into it, so it took us, it took me a while, but I don't put holes in the walls anymore. Not as many. I, I might do it every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, but how was it like going to school? Like, were you, were you doing like normal classes? You're in special classes? Like, well, they did put me in different classes, you know, because I had an aid. That would be with me, but you know, from maybe middle school and up, I think elementary, you know, regular classes and everything. Yeah. But you know, I took the bus a lot, and that's a special bus, you know. Yeah, uh-huh. short bus, but yeah. You when, know, when did you pick up rapping as? Uh, as well. Hobby, no, a long say. time. When did when did wheels start? Well, a long time ago, you know, I have like this one caregiver. You try to get me to rhyme a little bit. I'm like, I can't even rhyme two words together. So he's the <laughs> one that gave me my nickname, Young Wheels. But then it turned to Wheels, and then from Wheels to Wheels to Rapper. But you know, I stopped rapping for a little while. Because I, I never even started yet, but I maybe tried a couple of words, but wasn't very good. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, I didn't start getting serious until about freshman high school, and I was listening to Tupac every day before oh, yeah, school, Tupac. riding the bus and everything. And I was mm-hmm. seeing the positive message that he was putting out. And not everything was positive, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> But, <laughs> you know, like that Dear Mama and all that, all the songs had, had some Mama. meaning to it. You know, I saw how he, you could, you know, change the way people were and the way they thought and stuff. And, you know, I wanted to do that too. So I started writing my own music because I wanted to tell my own story because I seen how he was telling the story and getting so much love for it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do that because, you know, when I was younger, I wanted to be a basketball player, but, you know, the machine came along and then that kind of stopped those dreams. So I always wondered what I would do for the rest of my life or what I want to do in my life. And luckily, you know, it's a God thing that I found rap music and it's really, you know, kept me going where I am now you know and now you know I can flow and rap a lot of words together now like back then couldn't even do two words and rhymes yeah. um, you know a lot of progress and practice you know I came a long way because my music sucked at first I, I'm not gonna lie but eventually you know with practice you know practice always makes perfect so and that's all I've been doing is practicing and I'm getting better 
as the years go by. So. But did you see it as just like a, a hobby or you're just having fun? Just doing something that I love. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one day my friend Tim, that was kind of like my producer back then, that's making all my music, he, you know, talked to me and was like, do you want to do this as a hobby or you want to do it for real? And I was like, Man, I want to do it for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, it's something I love to do, and you know, it I can make a big difference and an impact on people's lives from yeah. just some words. <laughs> yeah. So, you'd probably would you say it's like your favorite thing to do? Oh like, yeah, I love it. Like if you had to do something, anything in the world, like. You could choose a career or profession or it's like even before um when you're like still normal i mean not sound derogatory or anything but like uh it's like when did you know you wanted to be a rapper it's like yeah it just started you know like freshman that's when I started making music, and then that kind of made me feel like that's something I want to do, and, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm pretty good at writing music, even though I feel sometimes that I'm not, but I really am a good writer, just, yeah. you know, just re- reflecting on that just made me want to do music by doing it. Did anyone <laughs> teach you writing? Yeah, my friend Tim, he sent me home with a lot of homework. So he's always trying to, I didn't even know I had to count measures or anything like that. And I would be frustrated late at night trying to figure that out. But, you know, I just kept at it. And then eventually I found out how to rap, man. Repetition. I had to rap in the pocket and, you know, have my own little style. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my first. Album. I didn't have a trach or have anything. I was just, you know, without it, I was just normal. Yeah. But now I got all these tools, but, you know, you would think that would affect it some way, but with this vent and trach, man, I can rap even better than before. You sound a lot better, yeah. I think the when you had the nose... Uh, yeah, it's sounding all nasally. Sound nasally, but the trait gives you kind of like a, it's like a character. It's like you can tell it's a unique. It's yeah, a unique, unique sound. Unique sound, yeah. And so, um, no, one of my favorite stories was from my cousin Lauren, who lives down the street. She would say that you would be like cruising down the road and you got the boom box like you had that wheelchair with the speakers on the yeah. side of your wheelchair and you're just blaring it down the street <laughs> and you had like a, a wagon or something and you're towing some friends towing uh, some friends yeah. <laughs> yeah remember the days man yeah my speakers turned up just rolling i had some people tell me turn it down but i just 
Turn it up louder. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I was young and just loved to roll around the neighborhood. You know, everywhere in Pflugerville, I probably rode on my wheelchair. You know, there was no off limits to nowhere. I'll just go to my battery die out or something. <laughs> but yeah, I had friends. Like, I would go around the neighborhood and I'll hit this certain block that has an alley. I go up the alley, be all these kids playing basketball mm-hmm. in the alley, and you know they were like, "What's up, Wheels? What you yeah. doing, man?" And they, but let me get a ride. I know you're going around the block, so <laughs> I'm gonna hop on the back real quick. So I hop on the back of the chair, and we rolling around the block. Yeah, everything. One time I had them where they just kept staying on there all the road, like the whole time I was rolling. <laughs> Like, it was crazy back then. Man, I had to kick them off or, you know, sometimes do a donut to throw them off my chair. They just want to stay on there all the time. I don't know. I think it's pretty cool with all them kids, man. They like, what up, wheels? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty cool them days, man. I miss having my speakers and everything. But nowadays, you got so many... You know, wireless speakers, you can just put yeah. anything on there. But mm-hmm. there's a cool story about getting my sound system on my chair. I had a radio deck on the back. I had Pioneer speakers and everything, everything set up. You know, thanks to Custom Sounds, you know. They told me they wouldn't do it, but when I mean, Katrina hit, there's this guy that, you know, moved here and I started talking to him. He had lost his daughter, though, to cancer, oh, like, real young. Yeah. So I got in touch with him, and he was like, yeah, I'll put that sound system on your oh, chair and awesome. everything. And, you know, and I was able to talk to him a little bit, you know, kind of inspire him with my positivity. So mm-hmm. you know, it was pretty awesome that he did that, and, you know, when I used to be in shock class in high school, my teacher, we made some rims for my wheelchair, some yeah, spinners. I remember so those, yeah. When those... you stop, they just keep spinning. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you had a pimped out chair there for a while. Yeah, I didn't even pimp my ride because <laughs> no. I pimped my own. <laughs> I just pimped my chair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, you're one of the most you're you're bringing awareness to this uh disease through your events called ryan's day Mm -hmm. what what made you inspired to you know do do ryan's day well this one year i went to dallas and there was this kid that had the shin muscular dystrophy called Sam and he was having a fundraiser. So he attended it and, you know, it was really cool and they're raising money for a great cause, you know, for research and they're raising awareness. And, you know, I was just like, dang, we need, we don't have that in Austin. No one's really doing that. So I was like, man, we need to, I told my mom, we need to start our own nonprofit. So we started Inspiration on Wheels, and then, you know, we've been doing fundraisers, though, me and my mom, for 
since I can remember, like 1997. But now, you know, we finally have our own. And, you know, I just wanted to bring it to Austin because, you know, the more awareness there is, the more, mm-hmm. you know, people support you. So I'm trying to, you know, raise this awareness and research so we can hopefully one day have a cure, at least have a chance, you know, to fight back at this horrible disease, the shin muscular dystrophy. But yeah, we just had our 10th year runs day this past year. It was a great event. That was awesome, man. Yeah, we had a lot of cool bands there. Had two um, rappers that were on America's Got Talent. Funny Bone and Lil Mike. Yeah, man, they, they rocked the house. They killed it. They had everyone in the crowd going crazy. Yeah, I mean, I had to do a couple of my new songs in, and you know, it turned out really good. Raised a lot of money for a great cause, so that's what it's all about. Trying to find this cure so we don't have to go, so other kids don't have to go through what I have to go through. You know, I want their life to be easier and changing. Hopefully, they don't have to go through this ever. (laughs) Get rid of this disease for good. Yeah, I even walked in and then we're planning Ryan's Day 11. So look out in September in Austin. Uh, Watch out, (laughs) y'all. Got some new songs, too. Uh Uh-huh. Working Mm. on that new album. Oh, yeah. I got the fourth. Just getting mixed and mastered, about to be put out here soon. And then I already got my fifth almost done. Got 14 songs on that one. Probably going to do 16 for that one. But my fourth album is called It's Not My Time. Because two years ago, December, you know, um, I had pneumonia really bad and almost lost my life that day, December 12th. Mm-hmm. Now I'm on this trait full time, but you know, eventually I would have had to get this trait. It's just I was putting it off a little bit, but it's yeah. funny. Like every time I need something done, I think it's a God thing because He puts me in a situation where I have to get it done. Like yeah. the same thing with my feeding tube. You know, something happened, and then mm-hmm. I had to get it. I didn't want it, but. You know, I just ended up getting there, and then, you know, getting sick and everything, having to get that trait, you know. It's just, to me, I feel, it feels like God thing. Yeah, so how much do you think God's played a role in just keeping you going and inspired? And I think, when, when did you turn to God or find, find spirituality? Well, you know, I never really used to pray that much and all that and, you know, praise God as much as I do now. But, you know, I used to be a little bad boy back in the day (laughs) in middle school, but, you know, (laughs) praise the hell, but, um, you know, it was this surgery that I had to get from my back. They're called Harrington Rods to keep it straight because when you have to shame your muscles, or weak around your spine, so it kind of gives you like scoliosis. So, at a certain curvature of the spine, you have to have surgery done 
So that way, it'll keep you straight. If you, I've seen there's a lot of boys with the shin that don't get it done mm-hmm. fast enough. Yeah. And they're not able to get it done. So, like, their chest is kind of in their lap a little bit. Like, they're real squished yeah. up. But they can't recover from it. Yeah, and can't straighten back out or anything. Your spine's so crooked. But I think that surgery had something to do with changing my life because now I almost died again in that surgery because they were overdosing me on morphine. But luckily, I made it out of that and that you know, kind of made me realize how blessed I was to be alive and how short life is. So that really changed and turned my whole life around and, you know, started having God in my life a lot more. And he, you know, turned my life around and I finally see how the blessings that there are that are in disguise, but they mm-hmm. they come out, man, when you Start praying to God more and start thanking God for everything and just have a good attitude about everything and just yeah. learn to let go and let God take over. Wow. And, you know, ever since I did that, man, my life's been a lot better. I've been having really positive attitude about life. Yeah, I love hearing that. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, so I started writing a lot of music to inspire people I, I remember i think it might have been my second performance i was at the san antonio heat wave my mm-hmm. and you know i was a little nervous because it was a nice little size crowd out there so i had my glasses on you know my shades my hat you know <laughs> it kind of just the nervous a little bit but and I ended up killing the show, and after the show, had this lady come up to me, she was crying, and hugged me and everything, all emotional. Talking about, you made my day, and stuff wow. like that. So I needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it kind of shows me that I am touching people in their lives. And, you know, I've saved a few people's lives just by talking to them. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but you got the gift, man. It's like you're you're you exude, you know, relentlessness and positivity and keep going and it's like don't let anything stop you. It's like we all may have something wrong with us, but we can't let that stop us from being who we really wanna be and that's yeah, that's what I take from a lot of your songs and messages and it's like no I just keep going it doesn't matter no, it don't it don't <laughs> matter what you got going with your life you know it shouldn't stop you from living it up to the fullest and living your dreams you know nothing can stop you from that you just gotta you know stay determined and keep a positive outlook on it on life and you know, just keep going every day and don't don't stop. Don't even look back. Don't think about <laughs> nothing. Just yeah. think about what's going on right now in the moment. That's what matters in the moment because tomorrow we don't know what it's going to be. So, you know, just got to live it today. Take it one day at a time and go from there. 
Yeah. When you get caught up in some of this stuff, though, I'm sure you get caught up in, like, health scares and, like, it's, like, even takes you a while to get comfortable and sitting. And it's, like, your leg was hurting before we even started. It's, like, how do you remind yourself to to be in the moment and to even though you're in pain to keep keep going and moving you just gotta try to tune it out you know it, i know it's a hard thing to do because i deal with that pain from my leg because you know um, i have to sit down like all the time like all day and you know i don't ever get out of my chair like i'm supposed to because you know i'm just so motivated to do something and just <laughs> don't have the time to get out my butt and just you know <laughs> being bad because true i'm a person that i'm always on the go i like moving around i can't mm-hmm. sit still in one place all the time i can't be in my bed that's yeah. the place that i don't want to be except for if i'm supposed to sleep at night that's about it but yeah. that pain man it's just yeah. Something you got to learn to live with and just deal with it the best you can. Yeah. You know, it just comes and goes, you know. That's what I think. It's just temporary. That's what makes me, you know, not really worry about it because I know it's going to change. So do you, does any of that, like the physical and the, the mental stuff that you go through translate into any of the creative process that you go and and write songs it's like if you don't think something's right but you just keep trying until you find the right word or the right lyric yeah it's like like that anything's kind of just it's the same thing because trying to tweak the pain and trying to yeah. you know do something different and change is just like music because some lines don't sound right and then you know you gotta switch them up and just keep switching them up and it's kind of like the same thing like my leg i keep switching positions <laughs> and moving yeah. around because uh-huh. man we killing me with this leg but you know i know that it's not like that every day so but it does help and contribute to a lot of my music. <laughs> you know, talking about how I deal with things on the day to day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But no. So how did you learn how to rap with a? I mean, it was like a nose breather and now yeah, it's a mask. And like a bipap mask that I used to rap with, and man, I sound horrible with that, but you know, I, I can tell the difference now between that and now with the trait. You know, when I first got the trait, they weren't sure if I'd be able to talk again. So it's been maybe like three weeks without talking at all, just trying to use the ABC board and Trying to communicate uh-huh. that way, real, that was scary, real man. frustrating. Yeah. But it actually, um, after a little while, they let some air out of my cuff. A cuff is what's inside the trach. That's a balloon that sits on the trach that 
You can inflate it, deflate it, and that helps you at night. Mm-hmm. If you aspirate or something, you can fill your whole moon all the way up. So you won't be able to talk or do anything, but no mucus will be able to go down your throat. But oh so they gosh. loosen. <laughs> That's so they loosen that up, so that little air out with a syringe, and you know, at first I was gargling, spitting stuff like. Yeah. Scared and all how to swallow or anything, but you know, I tried it again once they put it down a little farther, I was able to swallow again. Mm-hmm. I had to figure out how to swallow all over again. And once I did that, I mean, I was struggling saying my name, I was like, Will David, Will David, <laughs> I can't talk this clear at all. And you know, I'm talking so clear right now because have what they call it as a passenger valve and it's a valve that's a one way and it gives you more air so you can talk a mm-hmm. lot clearer and it gives you more air so you don't have to take as many breaths yeah like if i didn't have this in i'll take a breath probably like every five seconds but you know once mm-hmm. i figured that out and found out how to talk and everything again it's really crazy trying to figure that out but you know, and then I had to learn how to let the vent breathe for me instead of me breathing, because I was breathing over the vent and making it trip yeah. out like something was wrong. But I finally figured that out and how to breathe and when to breathe with the yeah. vent. So that was one of those letting go things. Like, yeah, just had to let the vent take over. Learning how to how to breathe. <laughs> all over again in a different way it's just I, uh, really different yes yeah, you've been through <laughs> so yeah. much man yeah it's in like, a short period of time but you know what yeah. matters is you were the chosen one yeah but you know i'm still here that's mm-hmm. what matters every day man and i'm thankful for that because true i've been through a lot and you know my goal is to be the longest living person with the chin and that's what I'm gonna do and hopefully, you know, soon it's already twenty twenty, there'll be some kind of treatment or something mm-hmm. to help, you know, this progression of muscle loss, but so what what is the do you know who the longest person is? Um, no, but I know I have a friend. It's kinda of weird, his name's Daryl, but he didn't find out he had the shin as a high school. So mm-hmm. all, you know, four years he was mm-hmm. walking everything. And then his senior year, you know, he kind of got a little weaker and everything and was out of the walk. It's good. But usually that doesn't happen because he usually diagnosed around four and real young. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, got it later in life. So he, he's probably about 45 right now. Oh, nice. And I had another friend that passed away, but it was like, I think a year ago, two years, but um, he was like 37. Mm-hmm. And then I had another one that was like 40. So just around there, but you know, that's still way too young. <laughs> yeah, that's way too young. It's like, I remember when you were first diagnosed, it was like everyone was saying that people didn't live to like past 20 or like 
and now you're you're still here so it's like every day is a blessing you know just grateful that you yeah. know you're fighting and you're doing well it's not i mean you look at you and you're you're doing it's like you're getting better it's yeah. like <laughs> you know it's like you were skinny and now you're putting on some weight yeah um, you know having and then breathing better makes a big difference because when i had my other mask man i was struggling so hard to breathe and everything and you know it i couldn't eat a lot of food because mm -hmm. it made me feel full and then i can't breathe right yeah so now that i have this band i can get all the air that i need that you know i'm able to put this weight on and eat a lot more and you know, it's really made a big difference in my life. You know, having a trach is not easy because you have to do a lot of breathing treatments. Because if you don't, you'll have a lot of mucus and it'll be really thick and you won't be able to suction it out. Mm -hmm. And that would be real difficult because, man, it's hard when it's, you can't really breathe right. It's like, you know, you gotta try to tune your mind out and know that, you know, yeah. you're gonna breathe again. It's just, mm -hmm. you gotta get rid of that mucus, what they call it, it's a mucus plug. And that, that happened to me probably three times so far I've had this tray. And it feels like you're gonna die, man. Like, you just oh my God. can't breathe at all. Oh. Yeah, it's torture. And you have to, you for me, shaking her head. <laughs> like, yep. For me, you gotta get the ambu bag. That's what keeps me breathing because this machine vent it's not strong enough when you get a mucus plug, so mm -hmm. you gotta pump air into you like <laughs> yeah. So it's scary, but you know, it won't happen if you do the right thing and do the right treatments and drink right. enough water to keep your mucus in. But they never told me that when you got a trade that you would have all this extra mucus. Man, it used to be horrible because I was getting all that pneumonia. And at the same time, I got the trace, so it's like double the mucus. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they told me it would get better, and it did. It's a lot better because I, I can go all day without doing any treatments and suction, you yeah. know, but. Yeah, you're used to it now, right? Kind of. It's, it's kind of hard to get used to something, you know, that's dangling in your throat that is that's hard to get used to because yeah i couldn't even stand stuff being on my neck and now i got a tube going in my neck so that that's a little difficult but the thing i have to deal with a lot is air that comes out from around the tray site uh, so like leaking out or something yeah because you know with the tray your neck you know it stretches sometimes Mm -hmm. And then it makes these little holes where air come out. Mm -hmm. So what I have to do is I get a gauze and I wrap it around my neck to kind of seal the air from coming out. Yeah. Because that stuff is so annoying to have air blown out. You have to lay it. You have to do that when you're laying down bars and you're <laughs> wrapping? <laughs> no. I, um, I have to wrap it every day like that. And I had to clean my neck every day. And then every three months, I had to get a whole brand new trach in. And that's 
Okay. It put me under to do that every time, but they usually don't do that for some people, but for me, I'm a little different, and because my trait, it pops into place, and that probably wouldn't be too comfortable, and I've, I've been up one time in the hospital when the first time they got it, they took stitches from around my neck, and then they took out the trait that they did the surgery with, and then Put in a new one, it's like swallowing a big pill. That's what it is. Oh it's gosh. a weird feeling. So can I'm you, so glad they put me under. Can you tell a difference between a new one? Is it easier to breathe? Is it... No, um, the only reason we have to change it every so often, every three months, because they worry about bacteria on the inside of the tray. Because yeah. shoot, mucus is real dirty. Mm-hmm. So it's good to change it every three months so that way you don't get some kind of yeah, yes. you know, bacteria so, infection and your trait infection them things I've heard are the worst mm-hmm. and the grossest stuff ever. So definitely don't oh, want none of that. Oh man, that'd be terrible. Yeah, so this might coming up, I gotta do that. But you know, it ain't no big deal. I used to Get a little bloody after I get done with that. Oh but God. now my neck's starting to get used to it, so it's not as bad. So, like, calluses up around it or something? Or no, like... it's just because um, when you pull one out and then you pop the other one in, it pops in, so it kind of makes it bleed a little bit. Yeah. But oh. it ain't nothing, but once you, <laughs> it ain't nothing. Once you clean it, man. You good to go, but man, them vampires will love me then. <laughs> All that blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like other kids have this and are getting diagnosed with muscular Duchenne's every day. And you're like a public figure. So what would you say to, you know, kids today, like going through this? this process in life that you've been through? Um, to enjoy the good times and the good, like make a good moment every day, like make something, you know, positive or, you know, don't worry about the future, worry about the day today because worry about the now because, you know, worrying about that ain't gonna do nothing but, you know, um, make you more nervous or bring you down a little bit, stress you out. Cause there's no reason to think about, you know, the in the future, man. Just think about today. Cause today is what means the most. You never know what tomorrow is and you know, you may have to do something later down the road, but don't focus on that, you know, just mm-hmm. Take it every day, man. Enjoy being young and running around, you know, do everything you can before, you know, you come in a wheelchair. But, you know, just because you're in a wheelchair doesn't mean anything. You can still live a normal life and still do the same thing people do, just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, might have a little more challenges, but, you know, that... That's all right. Everybody has their own challenges in this life that they 
have to go through and everybody has their own problems and issues. So, you know, I don't feel bad, man, because we all in this world together. <laughs> yeah. Can you talk about, like, the patience that you've kind of had to okay. learn or I'm sure frustration? Yeah. It's frustrating sometimes when you can't do what you used to be able to do. You know, I have to wait on people to help me. Like, before I had nurses and trait, you know, I had my mom that would be working at nighttime because I only had mm -hmm. caregivers from 6 to 10 at night. All right. So all the rest of my mom, and I would have to wait for her to get up from sleeping, you know, to put me in bed or to change the channel or so I had to just wait on people and my nurses now and caregivers always have to wait on everybody else. You know, mm -hmm. and that that's hard, but you know, you just gotta learn that, you know, it's just part of it and you just gotta be patient and just wait for other people, you know, you gotta wait on them so they you know, I decided to do it, but, you know, it's hard, but, you know, it is what it is, and yeah, you just like, got to learn how to deal with it some way, because, mm -hmm. you know, you can't do it, so you just got to depend on other people, and that's the hard part, I ain't gonna lie, sometimes, yeah. but, you know, if you find a routine that works really well, and, you know, just stick to it, you know, and eventually, you you know, they'll get it and you don't have to be as patient because they're gonna, mm -hmm. they already got you down and figured out and, yeah. you know, it just takes time. And then, you know, once they figure out, yeah. it's good from there. Did you have to figure out a way to communicate and talk to get people to do what you want? Well, to me, you know, there's a lot of, nurses that tell me that they're so happy that they had me because I can talk because mm -hmm. that's my whole thing I I communicate to all my nurses and let them know exactly what I need and mm -hmm. how to do it like when I have to go to the bathroom I'll tell them you know on my chair there's this button called mode it has where you can go up on your chair all the way mm -hmm. like a seat elevator has reclined and tilt back, and I had to tell my nurses it moan like two, three times, and then go right two on my remote control joystick, yeah, and then go left two, and then up, and then back. <laughs> so you know, I I will instruct people on what I want. That's the main thing. Like, don't be scared to ask for what you want, right? You yeah. know, because it's just what you need. Sometimes, you know, I would be back in the day a little, like, not wanting to go pee because, you know, I don't want to make people mad because they have to help me and I just went pee. Like, and then, scared to ask for something or yeah. bother somebody or trying to be nice or respectful of their time or something. Yeah, or something. something like that. But, you know, I finally got over there and realized that. Nah, you need to speak for what you want because, you know, it's what it is. Eh?
Yeah. If it's what you want, you got to know what you want. You can't be afraid to tell people because there's always somebody that will do it. (laughs) (laughs) You got to find it right. I've been through so many caregivers in my life, but, you know, just to now, I've had nurses and, you know, it's been a lot better, but, you know, they, these caregivers and the agencies, they don't pay very well. You can get paid more at McDonald's being a manager than mm-hmm. taking care of somebody. Right. You to me, to, that's crazy. You have to really want it. You have to really like like your job and taking care of people. But um, if you're a nurse, you get paid more. But yeah, they're angels. It's like angels on your shoulder taking care of people. Yeah, definitely are because I remember being at the rehab and they're telling me I might not be able to go home and I might have to go to a facility or something. And, mm-hmm. You know, that kind of stuck with me in my head. But, you know, I never did let it get me down because I knew God, you know, had a plan for me and it wasn't to be in a facility for the rest of my life. So luckily my insurance is got me 24-7 nursing, so mm-hmm. now I don't have to worry about anything, and I, you know, live a normal life, and don't have to do anything different, or be someplace I don't want to be, so, you right. know, I definitely got to be thankful for that, because, man, I would not make it up so I'd be running runaways, <laughs> I got <laughs> yeah. I can't stand no facility, I'm not a facility type of person, so. Thank you, Lord, man. I'm back at the home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have you back, man. It's good to be in your house. Definitely is. And, you know, now I got my studio in my house, so I'm just making a recording fool, man. Mm-hmm. Just nonstop making music. <laughs> You've been on fire lately. Yeah, every week, you know, at least do one or two songs. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've been keeping it up for about six weeks now so i hope that i keep doing that and pretty soon i'm gonna be getting some new beats and get eight new beats from my sixth album so yeah. i can't wait it's all gonna be original my sixth one you know i've done two mixtapes right now i have a fourth and fifth and those are about to be put out soon and the sixth one is gonna be all original yeah so i'm excited about that that's gonna be the one. I mean, you're blowing up right now. It's like you're the best you've ever been, right? Yeah, so far, and only getting better. I mean, that's you no know, blessing, man. I'm not where all these words coming from. Right? Yeah, they just coming and flowing. It's just practice, man. You've been practicing nonstop. Yep, and you know. I used to only be a freestyle for like maybe 50 seconds. Mm-hmm. And now I can go on and on for like, I don't know, as long as maybe 30 minutes. And I'm feeling real hot that day and just feeling on top of it. You know, yeah. all that How you it feeling? is to me is if you have a good beat, mm-hmm. like something that'll turn me up, man, I'll, I'll kill the beat. Yeah, can, can you freestyle right now? Can you give us a little bit? Yeah, I can try something. 
All right, let's see what we got. Bill's flowing, man. We're going straight to the top. Yeah, you know these verses be hot, and they be mm. flaming. Flaming. Like them hot Cheetos. Woo. Hold up, man. Got to get me some Doritos. Only suck on them, because I can't eat them, because they won't go down. But I'm going to keep on going, man. I'm the hottest around. Austin, Texas, baby. You know, we put it yeah. down out in the Pflugerville. You know, I keep it real. That's that boy Wills. You know, we going to chill up on the podcast. You know, I'm going to make it laugh. And I'm going to do it real fast. Man, I swear I got to hurry up and get this cash so I can make a difference in this life. Man, I know that I'm going to be all right. I just got to keep God in my life. You'll be by my side no matter what. I keep on going no matter what. Even if life is tough, I keep my head up. And no matter what, I will never give up. I won't ever quit. Yeah, I'm just going to spit on this microphone. Chilling in my home. Chilling with that boy, Blake. Yeah, man, I'm about to get on this microphone and break. Deep, hold up, I can't sleep. I gotta oh. keep on going, you already know me. Dealing with this MD, muscular dystrophy. I'm gonna be the longest living one. I'm gonna make history. I'm gonna get the victory. It's no mystery. Yeah, I am the real deal. I gotta come on this beat and I'm gonna kill. And I ain't no killer, but I am when I'm on this beat. Ain't nobody realer. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Wheels, baby. Wheels, baby, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's that a little something. That was sick. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, if I had to beat, man, y'all in trouble. So, uh, <laughs> what's next for you, man? You got your fifth and sixth albums coming out soon. Um, the fourth one's getting mastered. When When's that one? being released do you have a date for that yet um i would say real soon maybe my fundraiser i might bring it out then or maybe before then like mm-hmm. maybe about four or five months maybe and maybe sooner as you never know just waiting on my friend tim get that mixing master and i'm gonna get this mm-hmm. cover done and then you know i'm trying to work on some new music videos and you know I just wrote this letter the other day that I'm gonna send to Ellen DeGeneres every day <laughs> until somebody answers because yeah. I feel like I have a message that needs to be heard so I wanna get on her show so I can perform Ellen and Wheels. Yeah perform one of my songs on there because you know I feel like it has a good message in it and you know just want to make a difference in people's lives and that's a good way to do it a good platform to yes. be on so that's what i'm hoping for yes everyone reach out to ellen and try to make let's make this happen get wheels on there let him perform get him to perform uh, a few songs uh, that would be great yeah, man, I hope I do, cause, but I know I will, man. It's just a matter of time. People just need to hear more of my music because a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, don't really know about me. So just, I need to get out there some way. And I'm thinking Ellen, you know, being on uh, 
live TV and being worldwide, you know, it's really going to boost my plays and everything. And people start knowing more about Wheels the Rapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're really bringing awareness to, to everything. And I want, I want what's best for you, man. So I hope everyone out there uh, does as well. And we can get Ellen to invite Wheels to be on the show. Come on, Ellen. I'm over here. Come on. I'm right here. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I want to make sure everyone checks me out on my website, wheelsband.com. W-A-G-E-L-Z-B-A-N-D.com. Check me out. Check me out on there. See what's new. Of course, you know my little show I do every Wednesday, the Ron Wheels show. Definitely check me out on there and definitely add me, you know, on Facebook. You know, it might be under Larry Schmidt, but it's Wheels the Rapper. Mm-hmm. And then I have a, ba- rap, a band page, Wheels the Rapper. So definitely like me on there. And, you know, of course, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you know, get yeah. me on there, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. So one more question and we can we can finish this up. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time and uh you know supporting me and uh, yeah, no problem, man. And my venture and acknowledge you for everything that you're doing. Um you know, rapping and uh spreading positivity is really great and I want to support you and acknowledge you and uh, for everything. But um, like, how how do you want people to remember you? It's like as a go getter. Someone that mm-hmm. never gave up. You know, always stay positive, no matter circumstances, and you know, and someone that. Just trying to make a difference in the world. That's great, man. And yeah. I forgot, you know, to check out my first video on YouTube, Wheels Searching. Now check that mm-hmm. out, my very first one. And stay tuned, man. A lot more is coming. Wheels heading to the top slowly. Slowly. You're going to know me. <laughs> yeah.